Hey guys, welcome to the Stretch Goose Podcast. It's another episode of information for you. And uh, like I said last episode, I don't know how to start this shit. I just, I guess, uh, welcome and um, thanks for being on with me. Um, and I hope that you guys enjoy what, what I got going on right now. I'm going to talk about uh, gas prices and Joe Biden. California and uh, 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 state of emergency with COVID, California state of emergency with COVID, and I'm going to talk about what I wanted to talk about in the last episode I actually forgot to fucking talk about, which was the uh, CDC panel voting unanimously to uh, add COVID vaccines to the uh, immunization schedule. Of course, they say it's a recommendation, but you know how it goes. They recommend, people think it's gospel, and then they fucking do what they want anyway. Um, but aside from all that, like I said, thank you guys for jumping on. appreciate each and every one of you that have done it. Spent a little bit of time with me. If you like it, give you know, like it, share it, subscribe to it. You know, If you hate me, give me at least three stars if you like what you got. You know, give me five stars. Um, let's dive into the L.A. Times and their uh, CDC here. COVID-19 shots should be added to the list of recommended vaccines for kids and adults, a panel of U.S. vaccine experts said on Tuesday. The panel's unanimous decision has no immediate effect. COVID-19 shots already are recommended for virtually all Americans. Rather, it would put the shots on the annual updated formal lists of vaccinations doctors should be routinely offering to their patients alongside shots for polio, measles, hepatitis, etc. The experts panel decision are almost always adopted by the adopted by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention director and then sent to doctors as part of the government's advice on how to prevent diseases. State and local officials often look at the lists in making decisions about vaccination requirements for school attendance, but local officials don't always adopt every recommendation. Flu and HPV, sh- HPV shots, for example, are not required in many schools. Usually vaccines placed on the schedules are fully licensed, but that has not yet happened for every COVID-19 vaccine product at every age group. COVID-19 initial initially were authorized for emergency use starting in late 2020. Over time, the government has licensed many of the shots, but full approval has not yet happened for boosters or for shots for kids younger than 12. Because the shots have already been recommended under emergency authorization many um, for Americans older than six months, however, the decision makes no real difference, federal uh, officials say. Earlier this week, the same expert panel voted unanimously to add COVID-19 shots to a program that provides vaccines at no cost to children who might not otherwise be vaccinated. This is in preparation for the the day in the future when the federal government transitions out of paying for all COVID-19 shots as it has been doing as part of its response to the emergency. Um, no. I don't see the, there's no reason, there's no real reason to to do this. There, I don't see a reason for it. COVID 
is not statistically le- you know lethal for kids and the fact that they want to add this to the immunization record you know for schools and I wouldn't shock me if it ends up you know when you have kids like you know if you have newborns if they want to you know put it on as a vaccine you know part of the vaccine regiment I I don't see a reason for it if they're not going to do the common cold coronavirus is a variation of the, of the common cold there's there's no there's no reason I don't see a reason for it if you have a kid and they bring this to you please have some guts tell them to go eat shit there's no there's no basis for this garbage that's just all I got to say on it there's just no basis for it um and I'll so sticking on to this covid deal the Sacramento Bee California COVID state of emergency will end next year because we're not going to do it immediately. We're going to end it next year because we've got the midterms and we want to have everybody do the mail-in voting and, you know, make it easier for all of us. Uh, The COVID-19 state of emergency was established in March of 2020 as coronavirus cases rose in the state. It allowed the state to ensure additional resources where available to stop the spread of the virus, which it did not do. Um, and enact emergency actions such as mass mandates, which did not help because it still spread. It also protected individuals from price gouging for safety products, allowed for healthcare workers to work at out-of-state centers, and gave healthcare facilities the ability to accommodate the influx of patients. The emergency proclamation is re- ending February 28, 2023. This timeline gives the healthcare system needed flexibility to handle any potential surge that may occur after the holidays in January and February, according to Newsom's office. In addition to providing state and local partners the time needed to prepare for this phase-out and set themselves up for success. The end of the state of emergency allows for the phasing out of the last regulations and executive orders that were set forth to combat the virus. Nearly 600 directives were put in effect following the state of emergency, with only 27 still active as of October 17th, Some of the provisions that will be retired will include waiving the requirement that healthcare personal review COVID test results before giving it to the patient digital digitally. So they're going to review it. They they did. I didn't even know they were reviewing it and then sending it to me. Okay, whatever. I guess that's no longer a requirement. Cool. Permitting emergency medical services personal service per. Permitting emergency medical service personnel to perform practices such as vaccinations to allow nurses to work on other duties. So the EMT will no longer be vaccinating anybody. I guess that's cool. Waiving requirements for local governments to renew their health emergency directives. Okay. So the local government is not required to renew it, but they still can. Uh, that's that's how that's reading to me. Authorizing the Depart- Department of State Hospitals to waive statutes that affect treatments and custody of individuals with mental illness. Makes sense. Confirming authority of local health agencies to set orders that include requirements beyond the state requirement. Cool. Uh, moving forward, California will be following the SMART plan, which was rolled out earlier this year in February. The plan follows... The seven letters in the word smarter. S is for shots. M is for masks. A is for awareness. R is for readiness. T is for testing. And E is for education. And R is for treatment. Rx treatment. I will commit that bullshit to memory. 
The Newsom administration will also seek legislative action to ensure the continued ability of nurses to dispense COVID-19 therapeutics and for laboratory workers to solely process the testing. What, what is, okay, okay, you're ending it, but then you're, you're, you're creating another plan. So you're not really ending it. You're just going to keep doing this authoritarian bullshit and it's just driving me up. I'm I'm hoping it's driving other Californians through a fucking wall. But I doubt it. I just doubt it. I I don't understand what the fuck is happening. I don't get it. It's not... Like, my head just wants to explode. Because this is almost three years of this shit. Almost three years of this COVID nonsense. None of it is, is, is did anything. We still got sick. It still spread. People still went to the hospital. We still had people die. None of these measures were absolutely effective in any way. Why are we... Why? Okay, so we're going to end the emergency powers, and we're going to start a new program. So we're not really ending the emergency powers. We're just moving them out of one box, putting them into another box. And we're still going to do this dumb, dumb bullshit. I hope. I hope and pray. At, I hope and I pray that the people in the state of California don't want to live this way anymore. I hope that they get off their ass, go to the polls, and make this state red. Because this is bananas. This is ridiculous bullshit. At some point, we're going to have to get tired of the homeless, we're going to homelessness, we're going to have to get tired of the taxing, we're going to have to get tired of the pollution, we're going to have to get tired of this of of the inflated bullshit. We're going to have to get tired of this this housing issue. We're going to have to at some point get tired of of Newsom's well not just Newsom, I mean there's been so many democratic governors and mayors and council members and all this shit in California. We're going to have to at some point get tired of of this garbage. So far, we want to live this way. So far, the people of California want this shit to continue. They just want to live this way. I'm hoping it changes. I'm hoping. Because I would like to go to the gas pump and not spend six dollars where I'm living, and I know it's eight dollars in L.A. and I know up in the up in the hills it's about seven fifty eight dollars as well. I'm hoping we don't live want to live this way. I'm hoping that that our water bill, with all the regulations and all the stupid policies attached to it, that our bill, which is already two hundred dollars or more, I'm hoping people are tired of paying that. I'm hoping that. Through all these EPA regulations, I'm hoping that our that our gas bills, you know, to heat our homes. I'm hoping people are tired of paying that shit and want to live better. There's no reason that I can think of in California why in Central Valley houses are seven hundred thousand dollars. They're they're in the middle of nowhere. They're in the fucking dirt. Why are they seven hundred thousand dollars? 
why is it that they're all they're almost two million dollars for shitty ass homes in Los Angeles? Why are the why are the rents five thousand a month in 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 that in, in Southern California? Why is it that we go to the Bay Area and you know whether it be San Francisco, Monterey, or what have you? And why am I spending thirty forty dollars on a fucking um fucking fish? And why and why is the and why are the in God's name are the houses over there same two three million dollars? Are you telling me it's because of the water, the fucking bridge? Where's the ju- there's no legitimate justification that I can see for effectively greed in the state of California. They're forced that they're gonna they say that they're forced to put these prices up because of all the all the stupid policies and regulations on the housing market, on the on the energy markets, the retail chains. They, they, it's so ridiculous. Businesses are leaving, and nobody wants to come here and do business. Now, why do you think Hollywood is filming in Georgia? Because they're getting all the fucking gimmies. They're not doing it in California anymore. California is too expensive. They all know it. It's it's beyond me. What 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 the hell this this, this shit is nowadays? But again, so far. So far, those that are in California that are Democratic, progressive, liberal, whatever you want to call them, they all want to live this way. So until then, you know, what are you going to do, right? Just fucking take it up the ass. This is from Business Insider. Joe Biden just took a big swing at lowering gas prices ahead of the midterms. Excuse me. Uh, President Joe Biden is once again stepping in to try to curb soaring gas prices as Americans feel the pinch of higher prices and turn away from Democrats as the midterms approach. According to Reuters, Biden is expected to release more barrels of oil from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. It's another effort to help bring down the price, which have skyrocketed due to a confluence of Reduced oil production in the U.S. alongside Russia's war. The reported move from Biden comes after gas prices once once again went up in September. Another another strain on Americans' wallets is an 8.2% inflation and core inflation, which excludes volatile foods and energy, has now reached a 40-year high. All righty. <clears throat> Press Secretary uh, Jean P- K- Karen Jean-Pierre said in early October that the administration was not considering new releases, but now more seem to be coming. The federal government has already put over 125 million barrels from the reserves onto the market, and they also sold some of it to China, which is hilarious, which the Department of Treasury estimated would bring down gas prices from 17 to 42 cents. Um, the latest release would fulfill the administration's pledge to release 180 million barrels from the reserves between May and October. Even more could be on the way if for fiscal 2023. Already, the potential move has rattled the oil market with commodity prices tumbling on Tuesday. The average gas price is still about 20 cents a gallon higher than it was a month ago, according to AAA's tracker, but it's already fallen 5 cents since last, since last week to $3.87. The Energy Information 
in administration also sees a slight dip in prices from last week, although prices went up for those filling up their cars in the East Coast. What about out here on the West Coast, hats? Releasing millions of barrels of oil is an astute political move as economic pressures grow. Voters are increasingly concerned about the state of the economy. The polling from the New York Times Siena College finds that that could spell gloomy midterm election results for the Democrats. The economy consistently ranks at the top of the list of concerns for the voters. And according to the Times, those who are most concerned about it are also leaning towards the Republicans. The fate of the midterm elections will determine if Democrats can cling to their razor-thin majority, which is far from certain at this point. Bernie Sanders, one of the most prominent voices among the left, said that Democrats should focus in part on the economy leading up to the elections, should Republicans retake the House, they plan on preserving Trump's tax cuts and potentially paring down funding from programs like Social Security and Medicare. What remains to be seen is if bringing down gas prices, a persistent concern among Americans who still live in a heavily car-dependent society, might swing the opposite direction. Um, this is stupid. I mean, the idea of the reserves is during uh, times of war that you're not you, you you don't have a dependency on anybody. You're able to sustain your forces and such. You know, during battles, there's no war going on, and he's already depleted the reserves. And I feel like he's going to empty them on purpose because he wants us all to drive battery-powered cars. And then those things are going to be in trouble because we need the fossil fuels to make the batteries. And he just continues to to diminish our ability to even do that. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I'm just I'm just trying to understand this guy's dumb, dumb bullshit. It's really puzzling to me um, why he continues to play to play this dumbass hand. And then he went to this, you know, and threatened Saudi Arabia you know, not too long ago with, with their oil production, trying to get them to, to maintain where they are at, at least until, you know, after the elect, you know, midterm elections. Uh, it, it's, it's backfiring on him. He's really taking it in the chin. And this move is a Band-Aid on a larger problem. He's going to have to, assuming the conservatives take the, the House and the Senate, they're probably going to focus on doing everything they can to stymie him at every move. Big, big, big walls are going to start coming up, and he's going to have a whole lot of trouble uh, addressing a lot of these things. He's already put twelve trillion dollars into the economy. He's already inflated the. He's already inflated everything by eight percent because of that. As you know, well, I'm not gonna say entirely because of that, because we've had supply chain issues, you know, since the the second year of the pandemic on to now. So there's no, there's no, he he's he's taking it on the chin at almost every angle, and I and I don't think he has a chance in hell of getting anything done if the Republicans take the House and the Senate, and that Judiciary Committee, Grassley, Cruz, all those guys, they are going to be all up his ass with this Hunter Biden situation and it's going to hurt and he's going to have to distance himself from his son. He's going to have to figure out how to get around this one. 
he he's in for a long two years if it goes this if it goes away if it goes the way the polls are showing he's in for it he is definitely in for it um let's talk about let's talk about school let's talk about college there's this big old student debt relief thing which everybody is all into but they never really ask why is it so expensive and I have a, a couple of things I want to put out there. Um, kind of cutting the cost of college. And we can start in the athletic department. There is no way in hell a college should be paying a coach $9 million a year. That's, uh, if I remember correctly, that is the Alabama head coach. There are, you know... Chip Kelly, I think, is in UCLA. I think he's right around three to four million a year. There's no, I, I don't see the logic in paying. This the athletic department has so much money tied up into it, with coaching staffs and recruiting, and there, there's millions, if not billions, of dollars tied up into that stuff. I think that's a starting point. Because the reason tuitions are so high is because they have to have some way of paying these guys. I think that's a starting point. I think I think educators making, you know, eighty to you know to a hundred thousand a year makes a little bit. I think is good, but some of those guys make five hundred thousand a year. You know, I get that there's grants, there's endowments, there's boosters and things, but. There are there are moments where where you just shake your head and you sit there and you go, okay, these guys want their debt relief. The schools are going to charge more because they know that, that the government is going to subsidize it through taxpayer dollars. And the wealth transfer is going to be ridiculous. But they also there's also other there's reasons for for there's there's areas where you can you can bring down the cost of college. And we have a Department of Education. No matter if it's a Republican or a Democrat, they never really look into it. They never ask the question. They never try to understand why they need a line item of nine million dollars for Nick Saban in Alabama. There's they never there's never an ask of of why their their line they have a large line item of almost a billion dollars in the athletic department i don't understand it a lot of it is salary and and equipment costs and things i think that that i think you can start there i think nick saban doesn't need nine million i think i think you know a, a million at best nine million you call it an insult fine walk and the fact that these contracts are guaranteed is even more hilarious because then when they leave, as 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 we've seen a few college coaches get fired, there's buyouts, and all of a sudden they're getting checks for $20 million, $30 million. Where's that money coming from? No, None of these guys, no, no, no questions are ever fucking asked. There's no examination into this. Why, why are these, why, why are these departments funded massively like this, whether it's athletics, or whatever the college is known for, say law law school, let's say. There's lawyer, you know, the teachers are either for, law, lawyers or former lawyers, and they're making all this money. I, I I think I think you need to look. I think that should be something looked at. 
but again, that just could be me being ridiculous, you know, just trying to understand, you know, the way the world works. But that's a, that's a that's a spot, that's a place that you can, you know, you can look at it and you can cut it and 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 maybe save people a couple of bucks. And and anyway, that's that's the podcast. That's it, kids. That's that's the show. Um thank you all for listening, taking the time. I appreciate each and every one of you. Like, share, and subscribe. Tell me what you think at stretchgoose at gmail.com. And I will see you on the next one later.